0: Welcome to the MF Gamers Podcast, this is a Yakuza special, I'm Hendo and I'm joined by Ben.
1: Hello, I'm Ben-san. William is Ben-san. Yeah, Ben-sama, I'm uh, getting older, so...
0: <laughs> yeah, so we're going to go through all the Yakuza games, kind of. To give it a bit of background, we were discussing how to do this and I did a lot of research on it and I found out that there's a lot of spin-offs. There's a lot of spin-offs, there's multiple PSP games, there's one set in Feudal Japan... There's the zombie one. Yep, Dead Souls. So we're just focusing on pretty much the main character, Kazuma Kiryu, and his story as it ends on Yakuza 6, which is out this week.
1: I don't tend to do limited editions. I think they're a waste of money. But the special edition for Yakuza 6, even if it's just an okay game, which apparently it's not, apparently it's really good, it's like whiskey glasses, whiskey stones, like ice stones, placement or cut mats, I guess, which is neither here nor there. I'm not buying something for cut mats. But no. the, the whiskey glasses and the stones and that, I'll, I'll actually get use out of. So, it's like the uh, the Call of Duty night vision goggles, except less pervy. <laughs> yeah. But it is 70 odd quid, so the game better fucking be good, because it's a lot of money still. Yeah. A bit of
0: background on to where Yakuza came from. It came from Toshihiro Nagashi. Yeah. That's, I think that's how you say that it. That sounds right, yeah. Negotiable, and, uh, maybe. he wanted to make a game about Yakuza. He is known for working on Virtual Racing, Daytona USA. He was head of Amusement Vision, so he made the Super Monkey Ball games and yep. F-Zero on the GameCube. Yeah. And Binary Domain, which was great.
1: Yeah, he seems to be the last person Sega have who was of that, that thing where you could point to, you know, Nintendo have Miyamoto... Sega had Yu Suzuki, Yuji Naka, people like that. Uh, He seems to be the last one that's still, still there that you could point to. Oh, he did this, this, and this. Yeah. Which is a shame, but maybe not a surprise that they've got this series with character and success. That if you have someone, you know, helm in it that is A, capable, and B, has an identity, which he certainly has.
0: So, we're going to start not with the uh, chronologically released games, but we're going to start with Yakuza 0.
2: In December 1988, many years before the original Yakuza, a young Kazuma Kiryu is framed for the murder of a civilian, leading him to be hunted by members of the Tojo clan. At the same time, Goro Majima finds himself protecting a helpless blind girl whom he was ordered to assassinate, making him a target himself. The two must each attempt to protect themselves and uncover the truth, including how both incidents are tied to the mysterious empty lot. This
0: was released on PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4 in Japan March 2015. And over here, January last year. I would go as far as to say it's one of the best games released in a very, very good year.
1: Yeah, I think it was my second choice for game of the year. Obviously my choice being the correct choices. So Nier was the best game of the year. And then Yakuza. Yeah. I uh, I actually got sent this to review. And so I was playing it in advance of it coming out. And was I remember saying to a couple of people, I'm really, really enjoying Like, I think this might be brilliant. And I was I was sort of set to give it a, a nine. But there was just this doubt of it can't be this good. It can't it can't be. You're an idiot. You're like, it's just because you like it and you're ready for one of these games and it's actually a mess or it's got all these problems or something. So when it came out and it reviewed really, really well and it had such positive word of mouth and like the reaction to it was so positive. And it may still be that it was kind of time and place. Yakuza hadn't really found any sort of traction over here and in america as well and then all of a sudden it, it like this game came out uh, quite a quiet month the right sort of time got a weird sense of humor to it you know big pomp and stuff without it being sort of gta kind of gritty and you know yeah so it may have had things going in its favor but i think it is legitimately a very very good game
0: yeah as this is probably most people in the west's first Yakuza game. I see that come up quite a lot of people who now like the series. That was the first one they played. Yeah. It's a weird game to explain because you say it's uh, open world and people think GTA but it's not really. It's more like an arcade brawling JRPG.
1: Yeah. So the way I guess you could explain is um, if you think of it as like a 3D Streets of Rage, ignore Mm. the RPG element to it. Streets of Rage, you walk forward for a bit and then the screen would stop you and you'd fight loads of people. That's kind of how it works. You can kind of go where you want but then you'll get into a fight and you'll have to stop and fight in an enclosed area once it's done you move on to wherever you go except it's a 3D world rather than a 2D one.
0: It's set in fictional parts of Japan but they're pretty much based on Osaka and Tokyo I think.
1: Yeah, the arch... The famous arch of, I can never visit Kamarucho or something, The uh, where it's set, I forget. Yeah. That arch is actually in Tokyo. Right. Or a, a variant of it.
0: Yeah, so the whole place is very neon and even though Yakuza 0 is set in the 80s it's um, still very neon and it's got classic arcade games so you can go into arcades and play Outrun and Space Harrier and one of the most bonkers games I've ever played, purely not even before before you get into the story which is insane but the amount of things in that game i can't imagine how a team made that because there's just so many moving parts there's just so many mini games and things to
1: do i think that there are so many of them obviously this is like you said there's there's been a lot of them but this following yakuza 5 means even if you take it as just the numbered series this is their sixth attempt, it's the engine I think had been used since three or four. Hmm. So it's, you're kind of adding on to stuff, you're refining stuff. So the humour even, like they didn't start on that humour, maybe this is something we'll get to in a bit. It was a much more serious game when it first came out. So it, but it's it's just the gradual steps that they took to get there and so they've added in. There wasn't so many mini games and things. The arcade games, some of them were there, the uh, Gacha games, or the Grabber games there's so many side quests so many mini games and things to go and explore within the city they've kind of been iterated on and added to and added to and added to so that as a starting point would have been unthinkable and so for people coming in as this being their first one it seems so so big even though it's actually quite a small area I think Yakuza 0 yeah to the people who've played a few or maybe played all of them which I haven't but it maybe doesn't feel like quite so broad and big
0: yeah And in this one, you have two main characters, so you switch between them. Not at will, but over the story, you'll switch back and forth. Yeah. So you've got two different locations. So each one's got different things they can do, like Kiryu works in an estate agency. Uh, Majima works in a hostess club. I got really, really addicted to working in a hostess (laughs) club. (laughs) I just, I found it bewildering at first, and then I got really addicted.
1: Yeah, I saw Majima as a bit of a bit of a side quest I guess his story and so I didn't spend any time doing the extra stuff him. whereas Kiryu's estate agent game I, I spent a decent amount of time on yeah I've heard people say good things about the hostess stuff though I I think I had one go at it where I had to do it didn't understand it immediately and so was like right I'm never doing that again and <laughs> uh, just sort of trudged along I didn't feel like I needed money with him so much it was my OCD to be honest
0: I, I didn't really need the money but I was like I'm gonna, I'm gonna nail this thing yeah and there's all sorts of, of apart from the, the overall plot, which we're not going to spoil and get into, but the side missions, you've got uh, a dominatrix who is terrible at being a dominatrix, so you've got to help her out and teach her how to be a dominatrix. Uh, there's a fake Michael Jackson you've got to help out. There's a fake Steven Spielberg, yep. so you become a film producer. There's a pathetic cop who you let stop and search you because he's terrible at stopping and searching people one of the best ones is the living statue who um, everyone is staring at because that's what you know that's why you have a living statue and he really needs to take a dump he doesn't want to ruin the illusion of the living statue moving so you have to distract the people while he legs it and takes a dump
1: I think my favourite one is on the same bridge and it's right. the guy who's got a really cool jacket and he can't it's, it attracts, it's so powerful this jacket that it keeps a trapped in trouble <laughs> yeah he can't make it across the bridge and so you have to help him get across, you have to basically fight people who keep kind of going, like, you think you're cool to wear, you think you're capable of wearing that jacket and you have to step in front of him, I yeah, I thought that was a really good side story.
0: Yeah, if I ever find a jacket that looks like that, I'm buying it. <laughs> I'll just get knocked out there.
1: Um, something I will say about it, the, um, in terms of the plot, I know we're not going to touch too much on it, they do a very good job of, I think it's helped by the, the, the original game, leaving gaps. They fill that gap really well with Kiryu's story, but also Majima, who wasn't a key character, really, in the series, until it gets further in. But his story does tie in with something that happens in the later games, and so they've... They did a good job of justifying both of them, like, seeing their starting points. Yeah. Like, their, their origin stories, if you like, are... It's not quite an origin story for Majima, I guess, but seeing from those points, it's not just, like, Oh, we just picked him. Yeah, you know, we just wanted to put him in the game. They've actually justified why you need to see at this point. Why he's working in the hostess bar and all that sort of stuff. It's they're, they're good stories, both of them.
0: It's an origin story for Majima because his character at the beginning of Yakuza Zero is nowhere close to how he is. Yeah, that's a fair in the point. later games. Yeah, and there's all sorts of other um, crazy characters in it as well the, the bad guys. Kuze and Iwano being my most memorable, I think.
1: Yeah, the um, I, I can't remember his name, but the the third general is um, he doesn't do a lot early on. He like you, so he just he's not got as much personality. Possibly he has as an actor, because they're all real people. Yeah, but yeah, because you don't see them recurring as much. Yeah, Kuzey and Owano are both very different characters. Both absolute pieces of shit. But yeah, both again they they've got a look to them. They, they, it's just dripping in character yakuza zero and yeah they 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 do a really really good job with them in all honesty
0: we've made this whole podcast really is an excuse to just gush about how great yakuza zero is
1: yeah second best game of the year <laughs> yeah
0: i think it was a mine as well actually obviously near was number one of on mine as well
1: yeah you see we're right <laughs> there's no question about it no The other thing to say about Yakuza 0 as well is that, because it was a starting point for for a lot of people, it didn't feel like a prequel, it didn't feel like you needed to know who, like, so Niski, Majima, Kiryu, uh, so Niski being uh, Kiryu's best friend, introduced you to Dojima and people like that, you don't need to know, like, having played some of the series myself, knowing who they were, obviously I I kind of, oh right, okay, it's that person, I know they go on to this, I know they do this, But most people won't have played the other games and still enjoyed Yakuza Zero for what it was. Like it it works as a episode one, even though it's Yakuza Zero. Yeah, like it works as a first game in the series, and you can follow on from that. Like it, it's unusual, I think, to shoehorn in a a prequel, and for it to actually work. And so to do one that works as well as it does without feeling like they've, the only thing I feel like they've retconned a bit is Majima. That's where I think people who maybe have played more of the games compared to it being the first, that's the the slight disconnect you'll get is um, my feelings on Majima through that will be different. Hmm. But aside from that, they really, really did nail making a prequel in a space where they, I mean, like I said, they'd left enough space, whether deliberately or not, to make this and to make it work, and they kept it contained without having to, you know, Deus Ex. I don't mean the game Deus Ex, I mean Deus Ex Machina, in the concept yeah like so oh yeah all of a sudden this happened on its own even if it's your only ever yakuza game it's a very very good game if it's an intro to the series it's also a very very good game
0: yeah and before we uh we move on i just want to mention the the amazing karaoke that's in it yeah so we're gonna listen to a little bit of it now So we move on to Yakuza 1.
2: 1995 and Kiryu takes the blame for the murder of Dojima, actually caused by his best friend, Nishiki. Kazuma Kiryu is released from prison in December 2005. The Tojo clan he was once a member of has had 10 billion yen stolen from their vault. The search for the money, undertaken by the entire Japanese underworld, Results in Kei being forced back into the brutal lawless world of the Yakuza. A mysterious young girl would lead Kei to the answers, if he can keep her alive.
0: Yakuza was released in Japan in 2005 and over here 2006. The new remake, Kiwami, was PS3 and PS4 in Japan 2016. And August 2017 over here. So, did you play this um, back on the PS2? Yeah, but probably about an hour. I didn't play much. I can't remember, but I might have played it at your one of your houses. They'll make
1: it sound like you've got many of them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one of one of your mansions in
0: the West Wing. Yeah,
1: you? yeah. Just I, I just have a yakuza room where the girl yeah. playing. I can't remember. I might have played it with you or sat through many a podcast where I just banged
0: on about it and felt like you played it I've got a vague memory of it this is what I've done with Yakuza and I'm doing currently with Yakuza 6 I am always a, a game behind Yeah. I didn't go through Yakuza 0 until Kuami came out now Yakuza 6 is out I'm probably going to finish Kuami and then when Kiwami 2 comes out I'll probably get around to playing Yakuza 6
1: Yeah, it is a much shorter game so it is more manageable there's just less to do in there uh, yeah. i think like it's it's shorter anyway just if, even if you mainline it but yeah you are not i could conceive of people spending sort of 70 hours on yakuza 0 uh, or possibly longer whereas yakuza kiwami even with the extra stuff i don't i don't think there's that much in there but it's the change in tone is the um, the biggest thing i guess even though they've gone back to it and they've um they have added Majima more into the story hmm so you meet him straight away pretty much whereas he's introduced as a character a bit later on in in the story which I, I preferred i preferred the original way of doing it but maybe that was just what i was used to the tone is is more melodrama yakuza story crime story rather than the absurdity of yakuza zero and it's over the top but it's not as over the top as yakuza Zero's story is and so I think I was always a bit worried that the, the shift in tone, all the people who came in on Yakuza 0, played Yakuza 1, might just drop off. Because it's such right. a, a different game. But I think 6 is, you know, I will assume is, is going to follow on from uh, the tone of 0. But yeah, It's it, got a cat cafe, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It never was amazing. It was very good at the time. Mm. Uh, it, was a, it was an unusual thing. It was always compared to GTA at the time, always. It was the Japanese GTA. You can see why, the crime story and stuff. But it, again, I, I think it's more of it's always been more of a brawler. I think it's still it's still probably worth playing as much as anything because the story Yakuza tells is important right up until at least the fourth game.
0: Yeah. Um, we have to, because um, you've mentioned about Kwame, we have to talk about the original release of the really notable thing about that that is not in any of the other games, which is the localization,
2: because
0: mm. Sega spent a shitload of money and they got big name. Well, yeah, I suppose big name actors to do the voice work. Yeah, so there's Daryl Curielo who plays Kiryu.
1: Sorry, I'm late. I'm Kazuma, an associate of the Dojima family. Uh, I didn't expect you to come, Kazuma-san. When you don't pay your debts, I'm what you get.
0: There's Mark Hamill playing Majima.
2: <laughs> like always you're as tough as nails. I knew you were Kazuma-chan, but uh, I'm not finished yet. Well this is the part where you're supposed to laugh. Come on, why don't you give me a little laugh?
0: <laughs> There's Elijah Dusku doing a really flat and emotionless performance as Yumi.
2: If this bomb explodes, the 10 million hidden in the bar will go up in flames. I won't let you have that money. I'll blow myself up and the cash goes with me.
0: Yeah, and finally Michael Madsen, stumbling over his words and chewing the scenery at the same time. Tirada, you pretended to betray Nishki
2: and take sides with me, but I saw right through you. I've been watching you the whole time. You and Nishi, you left yourselves open. I'll take the girl now. It's really a shame that you all have to die.
0: Not the best Michael Madsen performance. Maybe um, there's no Michael Madsen
1: great performance. There is a possibility this is the best Michael Madsen performance. He <laughs> was in the original Blood Rain film, which was an Uwe Boll directed film. Makes you know he's not who you would pick for a film set in say the middle ages whereas he seems to be the you know the quintessential American mob guy you know yeah he, uh, he in that he gives a performance where he clearly knows he's too good for that film <laughs> despite despite being Michael Madsen and um, Ben Kingsley oh. Um he's in it as well and so if Michael Madsen's too good for that film. <laughs> But, yeah, it's almost worth watching Michael Madsen's scenes just to see an actor clearly not want to be somewhere. To be fair, he, he, he was too good for it. I don't even... I think he's a terrible actor, but he, um, he was too good for it. Anyway, that's a little diversion. I apologise. As much as the, the English performances weren't great at the time, they weren't received well. I, I think most people would have preferred a Japanese dub. Bear in mind, we'd had at that point from Sega Shemu 2 they dropped the english voice cast because of the cost. So it just seemed to be a thing where they had to it was like a show of force, I guess. Mm. It would have been better with subtitles, japanese voices. But I don't think every single performance in it was was terrible. We talked about this before, but Mark Hamill, I thought he was okay from memory and the guy playing Kiryu, I thought was fine, but not Kiryu. Kiryu is is Kiryu. Yeah. Guess the only other thing to say just to, to reiterate the without spoiling anything for the story it actually does a really good job following on from Yakuza 0 despite coming out before it they've added some stuff between because they had to to just justify some of the characters more uh, characters in the remake yeah in Kawami there's extra scenes particularly with well Majima's the big one but uh, Nishiki there's a bit more going on there than I remember there being just to um, create the passing of time I guess just to sort of reiterate the, the story what it does at the end the one moment at the end triggers a lot of stuff in that, that series, a lot of things happen from then on that kind of happened because of the finale of Yakuza 1 or Yakuza Kiwami
0: So we move on to Yakuza Zoo, uh,
1: Yakuza, Zoo. Yakuza Zoo is not the worst thing to call it because there is tigers so <laughs> I My main memory of doing the old podcast is talk to you about punching tigers in the face That Yeah, I was going to bring that up actually
0: Yeah, we move on to Yakuza 2
2: In 2006, Kazuma Kiryu has left his post as the chairman of the Tojo clan, Japan's most violent crime syndicate, when an all-out war erupts. Kiryu must return and uphold the honor of his former clan, with brutal clashes with rival gangs, the police, and the Korean mafia through the back alleys and neon-lit nightclubs of Tokyo and Osaka.
0: This is the Tiger Punching game. Yeah. This was released in 2006 in Japan on the PS2. 2008 in uh the West and Karami 2 is on its way this year.
1: Yeah. I think so this is this is definitely after the PS3 had come out, I think. The 360 would have yes. definitely been out by this point, so it was 2006, wasn't it? I think. I remember being in a flat that we ended up getting evicted from <laughs> and, <laughs> and playing it and um it's it was a fantastic game, it, it's a much better version of the first game it's, it started to get some more of the absurdity to it, it was all Japanese as well, or, or subtitled which helped, and it started to find its feet, it's the one that had the most identity for me, and maybe Yakuza 0 is the better game but this, Yakuza 2 is, is my favourite game in the series, based on memory I might right. just skip koami just in case, you know I play it and it's not my favourite anymore but but yeah, it uh, it was it was a brilliant game when it came out.
0: I look forward to playing it in, uh, well, maybe in August. Maybe yeah. I'll be
1: playing y- Yakuza uh, Six. Well, it's not the worst thing to spread it out a bit because the, there is a lot of Yakuza games coming out in the yeah. space of two years.
0: Yeah, and especially with Yakuza Zero being so huge. Yeah. When I finished that, it's like, uh, I don't think I can jump straight into another one just yet.
1: Yeah. And presumably 6 is going to be as big, so even if the Kiwami games are smaller... Yeah. you know, And then maybe the urge to play some of the others as well, but I guess without having them on the platform that you're using, it's it's a bit more difficult. Again, it follows on from the plot of Yakuza 1 a bit more, and um, Kiwami, I guess. It does a really good job of it. The motivation's really good. It's maybe the... Uh, I guess you slightly have a... The bad guy in this, the an- uh, antagonist, is as defined, I think, as any that they have following this, he is the best bad guy they, they have in it. Or Certainly he's the one who I felt might be able to I mean obviously not because it's a video game but he could have beaten Kiryu he, he might be stronger, he might be faster he might be better. He's not that important in terms of how the series goes, in terms of uh, the story and the narratives there but he is one of the, the better villains and he the, your relationship with him or the battle with him is, is kind of key to well it's it's what Yakuza 2 is and it's the politics of it kinda get thrown aside a little bit to just have a straightforward two men fighting and it's mm. um, yeah it's I think I say it's maybe got its m- the most identity of, of the series because of that. I won't say it's the most out of place feeling or anything, but it's it's why I think I, I really liked it is because it is the most narrow in terms of its its view, I think. It's uh, I hope this holds up. When it comes when Kawami Two comes out yeah, the, uh, the antagonist in, in Yakuza 2 is uh, is a standout, I think, in terms of just being a badass, possibly more of a badass than Kiryu.
0: And of course, you punch tigers. That, yeah. that should be repeated.
1: Yeah, a couple of times as well. You do it once, and that's not enough. Maybe you're going to need to do it again. It gets bigger tigers.
0: I know, in Yakuza 6, you punch bears. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I so said, it just gets ridiculous, doesn't it? It's not yeah. realistic. Punching a tiger, yeah, but. <laughs>
0: No. Yeah. We move on to Yakuza 3.
2: In March 2009, Kazuma Kiryu left Kamurocho to run the Sunshine Orphanage in Okinawa where he raises nine children, including his surrogate daughter Hiruka Soamura. In this installment, Kiryu's story leads from the beaches of Okinawa to the darkest side of Tokyo as he is pulled back to a life he thought he had left behind.
0: This was released in Japan 2009 and in the West it was 2010 and this was the first one on the PS3
1: so Yakuza 3 I, I never finished I did play a bit of it Sega in the West they messed up the the port a bit. it might be overstated it might be one of those things it's not as big a problem as it seemed at the time but they they removed some content some of the side missions and stuff because to, I think just because of the work involved in translating them or getting the rights or something. But what that meant was there were fewer opportunities to get experience points, which meant that for a lot of people the end game became too hard. And so when I played it, I kind of got caught up trying to finish side quests to get the experience. And there was a side quest that I just couldn't finish. And so after a while of trying to finish it before moving on to the next area, I, you know, that's I, I, kind of where I got stuck and, and left it behind. Tonally, it is very, very different from the others just in terms of luck and everything. You're at this point, Kiryu is running an orphanage with Haruka, and it's very bright and sunny. It's blue skies, like really nice blue skies, yellow beaches, Hawaiian shirts, and stuff. It's very, very different to the sort of permanent night of Tokyo, and it feels very, very different from the rest of the games because of that. It's, it's maybe the one where the development team tried to move things on recognizing they couldn't just keep doing the same thing going into the same places over and over and over even though it turns out that's what the fan base wanted and it, it does feel like they've tried moving things away and tried what well, trying something new i guess so it, it has the most distinct look i think of the of the series and this is why i'd hold short of saying yakuza 2 is the, the most idiosyncratic i think possibly because of the look of this game it's yakuza 3 that stands out the most I'm not entirely sure of the dates, but I think um, Yakuza Kenzen, was the, it's, which is the Feudal Japan based reimagining of Yakuza, I guess. He so still plays Kiryu, but it's Kiryu as a...
0: Uh, like an ancestor.
1: Yeah, and it's weirdly... It's it's a PS3 game, and I think it's the first one that came out, or possibly it came out after Yakuza 3, but because it wasn't coming out over here, it might have been the one that I, um, I, I imported it. So it never got a Western release, never got an English language patch. And it starts out really linear so you can play it you can start that game in japanese and just work your way through hmm. it, eventually you get to a town and it's it stops being quite so um easy to follow i guess and you and a guide for those kind of things can be slightly difficult because it's all well and good saying so you need to go speak to this person or this is what they're asking but if you don't know where that person is or how to get that thing then it's it's you know an open world game playing in a language you don't understand is a bit more difficult I do remember I was um, house sitting for my parents I think or I I was there I'd gone back to to get something delivered or something and I had to wait in for it and then start building it for them so I took my PlayStation back and Yakuza Kenzen I've bought this I'll sit down and play it now while I've you know got nothing else to do so I took delivery of whatever they got built it sat down and played it and around about you know sort of five o'clock my my mum got home from work and I'm sat there playing Yakuza Kenzen and she sat watching me play it for a bit and then she just Looks at it. And it's like, wait, what language is this? <laughs> I was like, look at it, because there's loads of text on the screen. It obviously isn't English. So I, I said like, <laughs> uh, Japanese. When did you learn Japanese? <laughs> I, was like, I haven't learned Japanese. How, do you know what's happening then? I don't. it it's mean, just walking in a direction, fighting people. It's like, anyway, <laughs> that's that's my Yakuza. That's that, that. was probably the last time I pl- played Yakuza Kenzen. I probably went home, ejected it. And then never put it back in again. So maybe infinite amount of time, I'd go back and finish it, but that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. So yeah. So the next one then that came out is uh, is Yakuza Four.
2: In March 2010, Kazuma Kiryu is again involved in an incident in Kamurocho. First, a man is fatally shot on the turf of the powerful Tojo Clan. Then a man investigating the murder is stabbed to death. These events spark a full-blown struggle for money, power, and above all, honour, in a story experienced through the eyes of four characters.
0: This came out in March 2010 in Japan, and in the West it was 2011 so this was also on the PS3 and this is the first one where they start adding in more protagonists so rather than just Kiryu you have uh, three others and I'm not
1: going to try and butcher those names, if you want to then you're more than welcome to. They've tried to move things on, like I say they started with with three recognising they couldn't just keep keep doing the same thing over and over so with this one they tried dropping Kiryu so you actually start the game playing as Akiyama who Again, his story is tied to the end of Yakuza 1. Right. He was, uh, I think, he was, was he a banker, I think? Uh, he loses all his money, and then he, he sort of finds a way to get it back, which I, I'm not going to spoil, but he then invests it because he knows what he's doing as an investment banker, and he, uh, he then becomes a loan shark, but he loans money to people who have no real way of getting any other money, so people who would not get loans any other way he maybe gets them to do something for him or not anything nasty but even if it's just to show that they're they're willing to work so it's one of the the early missions I think is a guy who um, ruined his company asks for more money to kind of keep the company afloat, sort of follows him around to see if he's willing to do the work to do the legwork to put his company right or if he's just going to keep trying to throw money at the problem and so it's, that's his motivation is he's fine giving people money He's not going to ask for anything in return, he just wants to make sure they're using it right and they're doing what they'll say or they're going to learn from the mistakes or something. So he's a a really good guy, he's a a great character, he's a really, really good character who, I guess because of that, they keep around. I'm not surprised he's one of the ones that they kept. So you start with him and then you move on to a character who was, I think is it Saejima? You might know better than me. This ties to Majima. He kind of went on a rampage and killed a bunch of. I don't think the yakuza are they Koreans or something, or yeah. Taiwanese or something. He kills a. He basically just goes on a, a killing spree and, you're. It's kind of because it's yakuza and it likes melodrama and stuff that the motivations are hidden from you at first and, you're picking up after he's kind of getting ready to come out of prison or. Uh, so he, I think he escapes from prison and he's again he's a he's a good character a bit confused as a character but it's it's. You can see that they're, they're throwing things about to try and find, okay, which way do we go to try and find a replacement for Kiryu. And he's, again, he's a, he's a decent character. I liked playing as him, and he's, he's the big burly one, I guess, if you're you're looking at fighting styles or whatever. They landed a couple of characters in this game, I thought. So I never finished Yakuza 4, right? I made the mistake, I've talked about this before, that because I wanted to get through it, I, I set it too easy and just kind of was playing through it. But it's so easy on easy. I think because of the the problems with Yakuza 3, what I was saying about the the leveling-up issue, it was too rote, it was too easy. There's a lot of fights in Yakuza games, and if none of them are a challenge, it gets pretty... not boring necessarily, but you kind of need some challenge there to keep it going and to keep you interested. So it was a mistake that I couldn't, unfortunately, without starting again, I couldn't put right. I also accidentally spent an awful lot of time in a hostess bar um, doing the mini game, I think you had to you had to manage the girls to um, tell them how to dress and stuff, and train them up to get them how to how to do things, and that meant that I was so over-leveled by the time I finished the first area because I'd completely finished this side story. But it, it was good. I I really like four. It's a, it's a good game. One of the things the series does well is carry narratives through. Not everything. Some people get dropped. Some people get killed off. Some people just don't get mentioned again. But there are characters in four. that that carry on and you see them reappear again and they're important to other things, be it pulled back into Yakuza 0 or in 5 and 6, their their story is kind of continued or things that happen there set in motion the next game, open opportunities Mm. for the next game. And so 4 seemed to be, again, the start of something as well as them trying to find an end for Kiryu.
0: Well, I guess that leaves us on to Yakuza 5.
2: In December 2012, the seventh chairman of the Omi Alliance is on his deathbed. His death would end the truce between the Tojo clan and the Omi Alliance, leading to a war between the clans. To prepare, the Tojo clan is forced to strengthen their organization by aligning themselves with older clans based in other major cities across Japan to create a new organization, rivaling that of the Omi Alliance. This new alliance would breach the old traditional barriers of clan territories, leading Daigo Dojima to head for Fukuoka.
0: So, this was 2012 in Japan, and a bigger pause for over here, where it came out on 2015, only as a download. So, I think this is the point where Sega probably, like, yeah, no one's interested in the West.
1: Yeah, but at least it came out, because three... 4 I think came out fairly or were announced fairly close together Right. as a, a people petitioned for a long time to get those games to come out and I think it was Sega Europe that did it rather than Sega America, I think it might even have been Sega France at the time that really pushed for it and 5 felt like it seemed to be the if Yakuza was the one that caught, Yakuza 5 was the one that seemed to just start getting a bit of interest again in the right sort of areas I guess in, in sort of YouTube videos and I seem to remember a couple of people at Giant Bomb maybe playing like Patrick, I think, played through it. So it just started to get a bit of interest. People influencers started just to pay a bit more attention to the series, even if it was just because of this wacky minigame, the you know, the karaoke or something. It suffered really, really badly from coming out right at the end of the PS3's life. Like I say, as a download only. It did eventually go to PS Plus as a, a free game. But yeah after the release of the, the PS4, so I, I have to admit, I've, I've not played it. I have i don't know if i got it on PS Plus or if I'd bought it and just never got around to it, but it really, really could have done with maybe Sony just making an emulator, a PS3 emulator, just contained, just to run Yakuza 5 or something. I think people would have played it then, but I don't know that people were necessarily going to stick with their old console just to, to play a Yakuza game. And so it maybe didn't quite get the attention that it deserved. But in terms of uh, a narrative... Kiryu, he leaves the... Uh, because Haruka is starting to have a, a career, a music career, he leaves the orphanage because his past is obviously going to harm her in terms of the tabloid and the attention she's going to get, press, sniffing around. Him being associated with her is not a good thing. He goes into hiding, essentially, and gets a job as a taxi driver. So you've got this former chairman of, a, of the, I think it's the East Yakuza, you know, he's a big important figure that people are terrified of, or would be, if they knew who he was. He's, he's well-known. He's just sort of working a, a taxi job, and you're, you're doing things like that. Like, a lot of the game is spent doing that sort of stuff. I think tonally, that's quite an interesting change. Because Yakuza goes so, so big. Making it go small again is, is I think, quite a, a nice little feat that they managed there. But yeah, again, it's it's something that followed on from 4, and where 4 went, to 5, and then 6. Picks up pretty much where that left off, I guess. But it, the way they managed to keep pulling Kiryu in is, uh, is quite interesting.
0: Yeah, what you said about um, like the tail end of the PS3's life and only as a download. I'm convinced now they're going to do Kuami remakes for all of them. Yeah. I think three will get announced pretty soon. So it looks like it's pretty much every six months there's a Yakuza game been coming out.
1: Yeah, because you can't as much as they're saying this will be the end for Kiryu. You know, that's a big step to to take if you're Sega and this is your big franchise that does well every year. Never having Kiryu in a game again seems unlikely. I think they will, knowing that they can just keep. All right, well we can have, we can try a different Yakuza, different main character, but then just release like you say, Yakuza 3 remake, Yakuza 4 remake, Yakuza 5 remake, mm. and so on and so on. It's a way for them to keep. You know, it's having the cake and eating it, I guess.
2: While recovering from his injuries from the previous game, a hospitalized Kazuma Kiryu is approached by the police, who plan to arrest him for his past crimes. Kiryu chooses not to resist the arrest and willingly spends 3 years in prison in order to live peacefully with the children he had fostered. Upon being released, Kiryu discovers that Hiruka has seemingly gone missing. Kiryu returns to Kamurocho to search for Hiruka, only to find out that she has been left in a coma after a hit and run incident, and that she has a newborn son, Hiruto. Unsure whether Hiruka will recover from her injuries, Kiryu travels with the baby to Hiroshima to uncover the mystery of what happened to Hiruka during his three-year absence.
0: Yakuza 6, which we have not played yet but you've played a bit of the demo,
1: Yes, yeah. most noticeable thing to to say about it is um, you get a lot of cutscene at the start, so if you you haven't played 4, 5 and 6, or 2, or 1, or whatever, it picks up, like I say, around the end of 4, I think? Or stuff that starts in 4, it picks up there, it's the end of 5 it follows on from. But things that started in motion in 4, it sort of fills you in on that. So the user games do a pretty good job of, of filling you in. So that I hadn't played 5 is fine. I've, I know what's happening in Yakuza 6. It pulls in stuff from Yakuza 3. But the big notable thing is, a hey, it looks a lot better, but, but it is yeah. a new engine, and it feels different. Yakuza 0, it's a good game, and it? It, it certainly improved on some of the others. And they tried things with the leveling system and stuff that they hadn't done before. Oh, i say hadn't done before. They, they had, but it's, it's slightly different from how the old games worked this feels, it feels like a new engine. It's not the same thing. The movement feels different. The combat's different. The way you go about things is different. Little things like there's cars in the road now. You used to just run through the road, but now there every now and then is a is a car there. It just feels like a, a new engine. It is a new engine, but it feels new. It feels like a fresh start. Mm. There is a slight thing of you know when you're, I know you're not a big um, sports game person. No. And neither am I really anymore, but If you were to play, say, a FIFA game, three years into a console's life cycle, that would kind of be at its peak. That's as good as they're gonna get it. And what they then do is they force more and more out of that engine, and you start getting extra animations and stuff, but the engine can't quite cope. And there is a slight feeling with this that it's just a bit... the movement and stuff, it's doing things it just can't quite do. So I don't know if it's a whole new engine or if it's a rebuild of the old engine.
0: It certainly looks lovely.
1: Yeah, it does look a lot better, and it's very colourful and bright. It, it just it does look it looks good. It looks like it's a new thing, but there's just this the weight of it feels a bit a bit off. I guess you'll you'll see what I mean when you play it. I think uh, maybe I'm just mm. imagining it. Maybe it's something I'll get used to. Maybe it's that Yakuza's very old feeling in terms of how quickly it moves. It's not Resident Evil tank controls. It's the opposite. It's the you want to suddenly turn left, you just turn left. And you're just yeah. you know, you just gunning it down the street and everything. Whereas they've added physics to it that makes it feel a bit weird. Yeah. The demo having there's not a lot in it, but you can kinda of keep going and you can you gain levels and they've added things like a hunger meter and you can now only gain experience from eating which you can gain experience from eating, but you can only do that whilst you're hungry. Once you're full, you're not getting any more experience. You can still get your health back, but you're not getting experience. All right. And it's it's where you spend you get to choose where you spend points now and things and and it's not just building moves it's you have these kind of points I think it's five different types of points and leveling say strength up will take two different types so if you're short on one you can't level it up so you might need to spend the points elsewhere or or, so they've brought in some new systems it's um, it is a different game from from previous ones they've not just kind of made Yakuza 6 run at 4k it's it's a, a notably different game or feeling game, at least.
0: Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was all the games zero, especially the the likenesses of the the actors are really well done. Yeah, like the people who are actually playing them and they look like them. And this one's got, I guess, if you're into wrestling, this is a big deal. The new Japan Pro Wrestlers. I've seen footage of them and they look exactly like their game counterparts. Yeah, and Beat Kashi who. I kind of recognise the name and it was a big deal for a lot of people and I looked through his credit list and he's writer, director and actor and he's worked on he's been Boiling Point Johnny Mnemonic which is yeah he's awful.
1: an assassin in Johnny Mnemonic I fucking love Beat Takeshi he's great Boiling Point's a really good film people will know him or will have seen him over here mainly in Takeshi's Castle yes he is the last boss in Takeshi's Castle he's not in it very often they just have a big paper mache head instead but that's who owns the castle Is beat Takeshi he's a comedian originally he just started directing and acting specialised in Yakuza films hence why he's in this he also made a game that is nearly impossible to finish on the NES I think like I say he's in During Demonic the other place people will have seen him is Battle Royale*. you know the film where kids a class gets taken to yeah hundred of them drop out of a plane (laughs) um they, uh, he's the uh, PE teacher at the end and the weird stuff happens at the end of that film involving him is because it's beat Takeshi and that's the sort of thing he does he's also in a film called Zatoichi which is a blind samurai it's a remake of an old, sort of, I think, 60s Japanese film it's really good, it's got CG blood in it but it's a really, really good film and, and worth checking out it's a very good film, in fact some of his career is, it, there's some very, very high points in there a lot of it will just be completely lost on, on us but he's... Um, his stuff that he directs, there is a film that I've not seen that is apparently absolutely brilliant, and it, I forget what it's called, but it's, it's not called Crows. I think that's Takeshi Mika who directed Crows, but it's something similar to that. Very good director, very good actor when he wants to be. So okay. i genuinely excited to see him in it because he's he's brilliant. Oh, I'll tell you what else he's in. He's in the the uh, Ghost in the Shell live-action film. He's yep. uh, he's Aramaki in that, Who and he speaks no English in it. Um, they just everyone else is speaking English and he's just well I'm Japanese so I'm speaking Japanese
0: yeah and beat Takeshi go fuck yourself yeah
1: it's like you wanted a token Japanese person in it I'm it so yeah. yeah he's um again he's one of the better things about that film Scott Johansson's okay the guy who plays Kuze is okay let's move on we don't need to hear me discuss <laughs> the uh, Ghost in the Shell live action film
0: unless you've got anything else I
1: think that's it just a, a word on the, the side games. Apparently the uh, the PSP one, one of them's called Black something or other. I want to say Black Panther or something. But that's probably not Yeah, Black that one. sounds right. Yeah, but that might just be because there's a film called Black Panther. The one that sort of stood out, We got a Western release, was Dead Souls, which is the zombie one. And it's, um, it's pretty poor. Again, I think I reviewed it and gave it a, a five or something. It's not a very good game. The combat's terrible in it. It's mostly gun combat. It's very, very samey all the way through. Majima appears in it, and he is fucking brilliant in it. It's the best Majima they've had in that series. He's He almost saves that game. There's about an hour where it just mainly focuses on him, and he's superb, where he thinks he might have been infected. For that minute, 10 out of 10 that game. <laughs> For the rest of it, like four. But it's uh, That's
0: really disappointing.
1: Yeah, it's not a good game, but I think it's the one that might be feasible to pick up because I think it was knocking about for like a fiver. It's not crazy long, so you could get through it. It none of it is important, none of it's canon, which is sorta of disappointing. But I think the guy from Yakuza two is in it. The bad guy, I think he's brought into it again. But yeah, that's the only other one I've played of the the spin offs. say apparently the PSP ones or the Vita one is is pretty good.
0: That's all we've got, so um we'll see you on the forum I guess. <laughs> well, possibly anyone that's left. <laughs>
1: I uh, we shouldn't joke about it. It's, it's, it's a shame. <laughs> Rest in peace, Mark.
2: Yo.